Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited to be here for another episode. Just a bit of a heads up, I only recorded one episode this month, which was your last spirit messages, and you were released an interview I did with Dominic, so you did get two episodes this month, but there has been a lot that has happened this month. There is a reason why you have not received a dedicated episode, even though I have so many things to say. It's just been uh, a bit whirlwind for me. So just a heads up that I will be using the first half of this Spirit Messages episode to give you a personal update on the TV show, on my retreat I went to with Caroline Mace, and just different things that have gone on this month in my physical life, my healing. Um, So a bit more of a personal update because I do get a lot of requests from you guys to update you more personally. Um, So I'm going to kind of use it in the spirit messages. So if you are here, you're like, sis, I just want your messages. What has spirit come to say? Please check the show notes. I will give you a rough time frame, time marking what you can fast forward to if you're not keen on hearing the personal update. Or I would typically save this for after the spirit messages, but it's just the mood I'm in right now. It's just the the flow I'm in. So just bear with me for about 20 minutes while I give you a bit of an update on all the busy things that have been happening over at Spirit School and for me personally. And um, if you like these types of stories and like the detail, I do hold back a little bit on the podcast, just in about the personal things that kind of happen. Um, Like as I share about like the TV show opportunity, there are some things I won't be sharing on the bigger podcast platform, but I do share in the Spirit School Collective, which is my membership. Um, It's where I feel the safest to share extra, extra vulnerably. So they already received a very detailed um, update on the filming day in particular from beginning to end. I think it was like an hour and a half live (laughs) in the end. Um, So that is definitely the space where you can get more information from me. Um, I'll leave that till the end of the podcast. But just so for the Spirit School Collective members who are listening, because I know you guys are all like big, big listeners, I'll be doing a bit more of a higher level overview um, of the TV show stuff in particular. So I also went in live after my Caroline Mace retreat and did, I think, like an hour live to sharing some of the teachings. And I had somebody ask me in that space, what was the most controversial thing that she said? And so those are the type of conversations I like to have over there. Again, just feels safer for me. Um, I know everyone there. I, I know everyone's intention over there. And so that is where I share more about this type of stuff. But I want to bring it up on the podcast as well. Um, so yeah, November. Oh my goodness. How was it for you? all. Now when I'm channeling the spirit messages, I do start with a word. They've always given me one word and that's how my inspirational mediumship has evolved over the years, which is my favorite form of mediumship, which I'm starting to teach a lot more now. I can't even remember what the word was from November. Honestly, I feel like I have lived three lives this month. So let's get into it. Okay, so personally, heading into the month of November, I did have a retreat to look forward to. Earlier this year, I purchased a ticket to Caroline Mace's retreat in Vancouver, which was on the anatomy of the soul. 
Now, and Caroline Mace is somebody who has deeply influenced my spiritual teaching, my role as a mentor, my love of philosophy. Um, Caroline Mace was definitely one of the most influential teachers and inspirers that was in my sphere of influence early in my development years. And I can see now 10 years later how my teaching style is very much um, similar to Caroline Mace. So I didn't understand that (laughs) until I went to this retreat. And I started looking back at, you know, all those years listening to her books. You know, when I first started developing mediumship, I would fall asleep every night listening to The Anatomy of Spirit. One, I was obsessed with the word spirit. Um, spirit has a vibration to it that absolutely melts me. I actually had spirit written on my wrist as a tattoo, my first ever tattoo. I named it Spirit School. The word spirit has always sung to me. It just sings to me. The word has a vibration that is very sing-song. It has a vibration that just just ignites me in every way, shape, and form. So I believe that is how I became aware of Caroline Mace's book, the first book I ever listened to of hers, which was The Anatomy of Spirit. And those early years of development, I would go to sleep every night with my phone beside me. I know bad habits. Um, And I would be listening to either a Caroline Mace book or lecture, or I'd be listening to a Gordon Higginson lecture, who is, uh, you know, one of the greatest mediumship teachers I think we revere or have had and a phenomenal medium as well. And so she definitely was in my ear. Now, I didn't listen to her work for all 10 years. I was reintroduced to her work um, later on, about four years ago. And what was interesting for me is I could understand, much like I used to listen to Tupac when I was 14, um, but then listening to Tupac at, you know, almost 44, I realized I had no idea what he was singing about. (laughs) I had no idea what he was talking about, Um, but I just felt it. And so much like Caroline Mace's work early on in my development, you know, keep in mind, I don't come from a spiritual background. I work with race cars and in First Nations healthcare. So nothing really transferable to mediumship. So when I started developing mediumship, it was actually the beginning of my spiritual journey. So much of what Caroline Mace was talking about early on um, was way over my head. I did not understand a single word she was saying, but it was something about how she was saying it. And it was something about the vibration of what she was talking about was a soul alignment. It recognized and it resonated at the vibration of my soul. And so she has been the teacher of my heart ever since then. And she has been, and her body of work has been so influential and so inspirational for me as a human having a mystical experience, as a human on a mystical path. And I know that so many of my spirit school listeners are also on a mystical path. And that's what I loved about her. It was about how to be human on a mystical path. And as you know, in in spirit school, our saying is spiritual development while honoring your humanity. We don't bypass humanity here. And I do think looking back, I can see now how her body of work has really influenced the way that I teach the way that, you know, I prioritize philosophy, the way that um, I really do honor my humanity and the humanity of those who are drawn to work with me. And I look back and I can see how Caroline Mace definitely had a bit of that influence. So I have been in her membership community for about four or five years now. And, and the membership is it's really neat how it's framed out. I'm going to have something similar for spirit school starting next year, maybe. Um, But basically what it is, is you pay an annual fee and then you get access to live streamings and recordings of all her retreats. Now, if you listen to one of her books, more so than reading them, you'll realize that she probably doesn't sit down and write her books. Her books are stemmed from lectures that she does. So she has a lecturing style of teaching and that's kind of like her audiobooks. And 
So I knew going into the retreat that it would be a lot of listening to lectures. Now, to give you a bit of context to how I entered the retreat, I was not in a healthy space. I was not in a healthy headspace. I was having a lot of health issues. Um, I had to go get blood tests done before. I honestly thought I was going to die. I mean, this is my health anxiety. <laughs> I have health anxiety. If you know how much health crap I went through last year, nothing super severe. I did have COVID at least three times, I think four times. Um, you know, I'm allergic to vaccines. Like I actually can't get them myself. I went anaphylactic after the first one, so I actually can't get them. And I'm the only person in my house who got COVID. It was kind of wild, but it goes to show, honestly, looking back at how much stress can really disarm the immune system. And I think that's really what happened. I felt a lot of stress, um, you know, definitely recovering from the intensity of this year, which is also miraculous, full of miracles, full of magic. You'll have a whole episode on that as we wrap up 2023, just how magical and how guided this year was. But in my human, it was still a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff kind of going on. It was, um, you know, I've talked about like the decision fatigue before, um, you know, a lot of expenses. It was very expansive in a lot of ways, but there are some stresses that come with that expansion. And, you know, could I look back at the year and have said, could I have prepared myself better? Could I have taken better care of my health? Could I have maybe prioritized health over like the business? Yeah, probably. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, but I made the decisions I made. Here I am in November. Um, my stomach is a mess. My stomach is a mess. So leading into the Caroline Mace retreat, I had been to the hospital. I had been to the doctor. I could not eat. Um, I My stomach was a mess. I'm just going to say that. Just absolute. I felt like stress was killing me. I could actually feel stress like bruising my intestines and it was really severe to the point where I almost had to get an endoscopy but I have to go through this 30-day um regime regiment I said regime like an army regime <laughs> like a regiment um before they would even consider that but I'm happy to say at the end of November stomach issues are gone once the filming was done I wonder if that had anything to do with it but yeah just to kind of say heading into the retreat I actually broke down in a parking lot crying the morning of the retreat um because my resilience was so so low it was just a lot going on a lot going on and so heading into the retreat was tricky I was very high vibrational in the sense where maybe like a little bit high strung um, just from being at such a pace this year that is unsustainable for me which is how come I'm changing everything for next year I need to look at more sustainability um, as far as my energy goes health is now a priority um, so we'll we'll get there so leading into the retreat a little bit high strung and a little bit um, unwell in the stomach could not eat um, it actually took me till about day four to really start eating like full meals and I actually really needed that retreat experience. So let me set the stage for you. Anatomy of the soul, five-star hotel. I have never stayed in a five-star hotel in my life. Drop off the kids at school. I go pack my bag. I drive the 45 minutes down the highway to Vancouver because that is the type of travel day I like. And I go to the hotel. It's only valet parking, $75 a day, but you know, we'll get there. And I get upgraded to a king suite. A complete king suite. And I couldn't believe my luck. I was actually next to the penthouse, which must have been two stories because I was two stories from the top. I had a complete wraparound private balcony overlooking Vancouver and the ocean. Um, 
it was beautiful. And it was like, it was old rich. It's kind of like old money, I guess, is how you would kind of term it. It was very bougie, very luxurious. I definitely felt like I scored um, going to that retreat. Now, night one, she just does like a one-hour opening, a bit of a lecture, and then we go into dinner. So the the restaurant just off of the workshop space was, again, a five-star restaurant. It was unbelievable, unbelievable, like dim lighting, like five sets of silverware, like fancy, fancy, fancy. But I wanted to sit front row on that first night because I wanted to, um, you know, meet Carolyn, Caroline. Caroline Mace. And I met some really great people. I met someone that first night who we still text every day. (laughs) She is lovely. She actually joined the membership after that. And like, um, you know, we had some connections. I'll keep private. I did talk about them in the collective, but, um, you know, she put me to work. She put me to service in a way that I don't typically serve, but, um, it was very evidential. It was very validating. I'll leave it at that. And I know that our connection is not done, but I met her on that first night and I brought a little bit of a gift for Caroline, which was a, I had these, um, custom cedar bentwood boxes co-created with an indigenous artist down in the Capilano reserve. And he helped me co-design the spirit school cedar boxes for my retreat last year. And I had a couple left over. And so I wanted to gift her one of these cedar boxes and, you know, it has a certificate of authenticity, letting you know it was indigenous owned and created from beginning to end. And I also slipped in a little bit of a note to her as well, just letting her know how much her work means to me. But one thing I know about Caroline after watching her retreats for so long is that she does not like praise. She does not like praise and she does not like you fussing over her. So I had to do it in a way that I knew she would be comfortable, but I wanted her to know how much her work impacted me. So I just walked up to her and I welcomed her to the traditional territories and I said, I have a bit of a gift for you if you'll accept it. There's a little bit of a note in there just letting you know how much your work means to me, but I'm so excited to be here with you. And she said, Vancouver is my favorite place I go to in the world every year. And she's like, I'm more excited to be here with you. Trust me. So she took the gift and we went for dinner. And, um, you know, I didn't get to eat with her at any point in the time. I completely left her own. But she did come up to me the next morning at breakfast. And she put her hands on my shoulder. And she said, I will treasure that gift for the rest of my life. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you. That's so kind. And it was just so great. And then when we hugged goodbye, I did ask her for a picture. I think I was the only person who asked her for a picture and she wouldn't take them after that. She's like, as long as it's not a selfie. So if you go to my Instagram, there's a picture of me and her and I was a little bit cheeky. I, I didn't get her to sign a book though. I, I calmed down after that. I asked for a picture and then, you know, I, I went on my way. But on the last day she came up to me, I said, I can't stay for lunch. I got to go home to get my kids. But thank you for this amazing experience. And then she said again, like, I will keep your gift of your cedar box and I'm going to treasure that for the rest of my life. And so that was very generous. And the workshop was essentially listening to her lecture for three and a half days, which was hard on the body um, because it was a lot of sitting. And, you know, I was also feeling my body rest for the first time in probably 11 months um, of this year, like fully rest. And if you ever are in a season or time of your life where things are like really busy and you don't have time to slow down, sometimes when you slow down, you start to feel all the things come up. So the weekend as or the week as blissful as it was, and I was in front of my, you know, someone who I consider to be very influential spiritual teacher in my life. 
Um, I enjoyed every second of the content that she shared, even though I've read every one of her books and like, I know the content, it was still really great to hear her teach it in the perspective of today's lens, um, with today's lessons. And it was so soul fulfilling and I, I loved every second of it. I would absolutely go to one again. I don't think I can go next year because it's on Halloween and that's the biggest day of the year for kids. So I won't be able to go next year, I don't think. But maybe to another place. She goes to Italy um, every year, Sedona, Santa Fe, Vancouver. Um, so there, there'll be lots of opportunities. But I really enjoyed the week. I enjoyed meeting everyone who I met there. I enjoyed, um, you know, I didn't really sleep. I did have insomnia for a few nights because I am such a lush of my bed. <laughs> it was hard to sleep in someone else's bed, but I got a lot out of it. And, you know, she ended the talk really um, addressing darkness. And, you know, all I'll share around that because I shared a bit more about that with context in the collective, but she does have a book coming up and out on darkness and if you don't want a teaser you're like oh I can't wait like tell me where I can find some information on this now because she doesn't talk about it very much but if you have a Gaia TV subscription she did teach um a series on Gaia TV I think it was called power of the soul or something like that and she has an entire episode dedicated to darkness on that and um I'll just give you the first thing she said I almost skipped it because I don't like focusing on this type of stuff if, if it exists or not I know what we focus on we experience more of and so I just kind of make conscious choices like I know it exists I don't need to like sit here and dwell on this and um I turn on the episode I remember being in the bath and the first thing she says is you don't think darkness exists grow up <laughs> And I remember just bursting out laughing and I was like, this is my teacher, man. This is her. And so, you know, she definitely talks about it from a theological lens. Of course, she is a theologian, um, but she talks about from a mystics lens. You know, her her body of work encompasses like the Kabbalah, um, you know, the sacraments, the holy sacraments that are very connected to organized religion. She talks about the chakra system. So it all kind of like blends and melds into it. So she just has a way of sharing information that be, can be quite sensitive or dark for other people or even re-triggering for some people but she manages to to share it in a way with maturity that you can just feel through the vibration of what she's sharing like there's no harm here you know what I mean so so there's the update on that I loved it it was a great experience um, I would definitely do it again. I'm glad I did it. it. Was it like a retreat? I don't think it's like a retreat. Um, like we didn't do activities or anything like that. Um, like my retreats, I think, are a little bit better. But that's okay. I'm not Caroline Mace. So, you know, you do you, sis. I loved it. Keep doing you. Um, love her. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Okay, let's move on. So right after the retreat, and I mean the next day, we had an event here in Squamish called the Bespoke Market, which is an artisan's market, and it's big every year. And they always ask me to come do readings, but my prices are a little bit higher now than they were, you know, 10 years ago when I was doing them for free and $20 and $40. Um, and it's not even really about the money. It's about, like, I have little kids, and, like, your event is on a Friday night and Saturday all day. Like, I, it's hard to leave my kids and, and do that. But you know what's funny is, like, 
it's just so me and my career. When you ask if my students will come do it, oh yeah, I'll make it available. <laughs> like it's so weird. I wouldn't do it for myself for even like a little bit of compensation, but the opportunity to give my students a platform and a space to share their light, I was like all in. So I was like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll make it work. Um, so yeah, it cost me a lot of money to do this event because I had to get some flyers done and a big banner done and, you know, pay my students to kind of come so that they get compensated for it. Um, but it was good. It was a great event. And like the Friday was a little bit slow and we had to rejig it, but they actually had us doing readings on a big historical train inside of a museum. It was so cool. And we had Charlotte and Lisa and Lindsay come out. We had a few people who we um, told not to come just because it wasn't really busy. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, but it was really cool for spirit school because, you know, I've been online for quite a few years and, um, you know, people in town knew about me when I was doing readings at my kitchen table. Um, you would have had to heard about me to get a reading by me back then. And things worked really well for me doing that. But now I have like the school. What I find is like the online community knows about me, but the um, offline community is still figuring out what spirit school is and what I do here so even as I hosted retreats in the summer almost everyone was from the state still like people flew from like Miami and California and Arizona like people would fly in for my retreats here in Squamish and fell in love with Squamish so made me feel good bringing people here but the local audience is still trying to like get to know me a little bit and I'm still trying to get to know the local audience and, and what people want here so I thought it was a great opportunity for Spirit School to come to a local event um, to just kind of share a little bit more about the school. I got to meet so many incredible people. Um, I'm a perfume girly now. I have never been into perfume, but I hugged my friend one day and I was like, whatever you're wearing, I'm buying because it was so divine. And so I bought that same perfume and it was so funny because people kept coming to the table and they were like, what smells so good over here? I'm like, it's me, honey, give me a hug. And they would hug me. They're like, oh my God, that smells so good. So if you want to know, it's it Prada Perido, Paradox, sorry. <laughs> Saying it like the crystal, Paradox, but it was so, so good. And we had a great time and both Charlotte and Lisa got to do like 10 readings between them. Um, great experiences all around. We'll definitely go back and do it again next year if they invite us. Um, we'll plan things a little bit better next time to like pre-sell the seats. But that happened like right after. Like I got back Thursday night and Friday night we were at this event and all day Saturday. So kudos to my husband. I could see why he was so cranky before my filming day now that I'm reflecting back. This is the beauty of reflection. Um, but to say I was staying busy to avoid the nerves of the filming day is an understatement and you know I have never been on a tv screen before I have never been outside of a camera lens like a photo lens or a zoom room um you know I've never been on tv before anything like that so we had the filming day booked for the 19th of November. Now, that is one of my assistants Danielle her name's Danielle Baker uh, beautiful intuitive on Instagram She's been with me since day one of Spirit School's birth in April 2020. It's kind of, we could say Spirit School's birth was actually November 2018 when the podcast launched, but the online school, uh, April 2020. And so I wanted to plan an event around her birthday. This is before any filming was involved. So originally I was going to do a psychic fair here at Spirit School on the 19th, um, but I just, I just, 
I just didn't have it in me, guys. I'm sorry. I'm. It takes a lot of marketing, a lot of administration to set one of those up, a lot. Um, and I just didn't have it in me. I was just too burnt out. So I told her, I said, you know what? I'm going to do like a demonstration on your birthday because I don't do them very much. And I never thought them to be a part of my career. I really like the intimacy and the depth that we go in one-on-one. And so, and then plus with my stage fright, it's just never been something that I was like, hey, I want to do this. Um, But I wanted to do it for my friend and she is always encouraging me to, you know, continue the mediumship path because she knows how impactful it's been for people who she's referred people to me to and so she is one of the reasons why I've been so committed to staying in mediumship readings as well as teaching because a lot of teachers stop doing readings um, for a lot of reasons I don't need to get into in this podcast episode because it's very nuanced and personal but you know the teaching definitely took over and so she's always encouraged me to like absolutely stay in the reading game and I absolutely have and so I wanted to do something nice on her birthday so I planned this demonstration where she can invite her friends for free um it was all going to be free actually um and so or I was going to do it for charity for the helping hands which I'll do one maybe in December for that but I planned it around her birthday so when the tv show approached me for filming this pilot you know I just kind of mentioned I had this event on the 19th that they can come to thinking that they were going to come just film my 90 minute demonstration I was like oh and I have a moon circle and blah 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 all these different things and so we were trying to like organize um different filming opportunities for this tv pilot and then they're like oh yeah i know the 19 works we're on so then a week later we're going back earlier in november now because i didn't find this out until right before the caroline mace retreat that we would be filming that day she was like well how it works is we're gonna be filming for 10 hours so we want you to do xxxxx i was like whoa Okay. And I had to like, you know, I will say that there's probably a little bit of self-sabotage kind of coming in where I was like, oh my goodness, like, are you sure you want me? Like, are, are you sure I'm a good fit for this and blah, blah, blah. And they, in the end said, you are absolutely the right person. <laughs> like, please don't worry about it. And in the end of the filming, the producer came up to me right after. She's like, Danielle, I have to tell you, you really rose to the occasion. We are so happy with this. So in the end, it was really, really good. But leading up to it, I was definitely really, really nervous. And um, almost trying to like talk myself out of it a little bit. Kind of wild how I can be like that. But, you know, so then it turned into being a 10-hour filming day on the 19th, which was, you know, only a, a week ago now which is how come you haven't heard from me. So we had planned to do a reading that day, do an interview that day, do a demonstration that day, get some B-reel that day. And that's what happened. Exactly what happened. We did a reading, we did a demonstration, we ate a little bit, and then we did like this big interview. We got some B-reel down at the water. I manifested some sunshine, which they found to be really fascinating. Um, And I was really nervous leading up to it. And the day before the filming which was last Saturday, I woke up with an aura migraine. And I don't know if you've ever had an aura migraine. I've only had one before when I was under a lot of pressure and stress. And um, yeah, it it definitely knocked me on my butt. And so I was very nervous the day before. And, you know, I wasn't getting all the lovey and cozy support in my personal life when it came to like this filming opportunity. So I was definitely very much compartmentalizing my mommy life, my wife life, and my filming life and my career. Um, I really got the feeling I had to separate them. And so it was like a little bit of an intense week and month leading up to this filming. 
And I was a bit nervous um, on how it would go. And then this is where like the years of what you guys have been listening to me on this podcast, the not enoughness, the worthiness, um, am I good enough to do this? Like my mediumship isn't the best in the world. Like all this stuff starting to come up, which was actually quite beautiful because I was really able to see how much I've grown because yeah, it does come up. I think that the things that come up for us on this path will continue to come up for us. I don't think that we ever destroy them or like eliminate them them but what we do is we build resilience to them and we have teachings that we carry with us that help us lead ourselves through some of these experiences and these stories and so I was able on the filming day to be fully present more present than I think I've ever been in my life I got through it all I think I did really well according to the tv people um especially the crew who had never seen anything like this before and um you know one of them got a connection but they didn't claim it but that's okay that's another story um he was so funny he was like that one connection he was like that was my grandma and I didn't put up my hand and I felt so bad because you're just standing there he's like that must be so hard (laughs) I was like it is hard it feels like A second is like an hour, Um, but you know, you deal with it. You just, you deal with it. And um, I was really proud of myself. I was, and I invited my students, my collective members. I invited old clients that used to get readings with me at my kitchen table. I invited my neighbor who had no idea what I did. And she um, got a, the first connection and she's, she was blown away, which was kind of fun. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a beautiful experience. I felt like, I felt like, you know, all the stomach issues, the tightening, the knots, the not being able to eat, the not being able to sleep. Like looking back, I think that I really was feeling the undercurrents of the bigness of what was just about to happen. And it was like affecting me um, physically quite a bit. Now, keep in mind, I am a career, like I am a person that you guys have been watching grow in public for five years now. We're celebrating tomorrow, actually, five years on the podcast. So funny. Um, I might actually post this as just a separate episode, actually, just like a personal update. But, you know, it's, it's, I've had to walk through a lot of fear. I've had to walk through a lot of fear and it was no different going into the situation. And if you've ever taken the initiation with me or one of my one-on-ones, I have a, a method called fuck it. <laughs> the fuck it method um which is like when all else fails like you're in your head and like you're personalizing this experience when you really you're just a channel for the spirit world but you have a hard time getting out of your own way because hello you're human um fuck it I'm just gonna show up and do my best and I had to really put that to practice and play and it really does work I'm telling you it works and you just do what you've been training to do for 10 years and we did it and we did the thing so it was fun. It was fun in the end. It was really good. And, you know, the the TV producer was really sweet because at the beginning I was really nervous in the day. She's like, how do you feel? And she's an indigenous woman as well. And, you know, I have two producers who are both indigenous women and very understanding and very compassionate and just very creative. And they know what they're doing. You know, they have like Emmy award winning shows. Um, they know what they're doing. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm really nervous. I hope I'm going to be able to um, do well enough for you guys and she just kind of like looked at me she was like look at what you built she's like you're going to do fine 
But she did say it in a way to me that made me feel like, okay, you have to lead yourself through this experience. You cannot depend on anyone else to be your hype person. You cannot depend on external validation. Now, this is a moment. This is the moment where all the teachings, all the life experiences, all the hardships are coming into one place and you have to lead yourself through this entire experience beginning to end, which I didn't feel the guides for weeks leading up, which is always what happens. And I've had beautiful experiences with them since the filming wrapped up last week and um I did I just I entered the zone and the highest most accomplished version of myself stepped forward that day and I got through the 10-hour day and it was great it was fun it was I loved it it was fun I never thought I would want something like this tv I don't even watch tv I'm so sorry I will if I get a show of course but this opportunity came just so divinely if I can say it like that like I never sought this it it literally came for me and that's one of the things I kept having to remind myself when I was experiencing the not enoughness leading up to this experience um you know it was like this opportunity wouldn't come your way if you weren't at some energetic level a match for it so really leaning into that teaching that I have that spirit is my algorithm and spirit is my agent And I do believe that and I teach that, especially in spiritual business. And um, yeah, it's just, it was just the time. The time was right. The opportunity was there. It was a lot of fun. They have a lot of great plans for me. So just a heads up, I think on one episode, they want me to travel down the West Coast. So, um, you know, probably Seattle, Oregon, Malibu, because my best friend's in Malibu, Malibu Medium. And um, we might do three filmings along the coast early next year, which will be an episode. They want to fly me over to Scotland. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of great opportunities. One of the wildest thing that that happened, though, so they really do want me to go to like a haunted location. And I've, you guys have heard my podcast. You know where I'm at. You guys know. You guys know. You know, you know, you know. So I was like, I did do that when I was like 20 and now I'm like 41. So it was like half a life ago. Um, it's not my area of interest now. I definitely lean more towards angels, but they really want me to do it. So I'm like, you know what? We'll give her a go. But we don't know how this is going to go. So it was kind of fun. We were doing the interview at the end of the day. Everyone's starting to feel a little bit tired. We've been at it for about eight hours at this point. And I was sharing a very vulnerable story about the first time I can recognize that I've had angel intervention in my life. And, you know, I won't share that story because I never thought I was even going to share it there. It probably will make the pilot though. And just as I was saying, this is the first time I recognize divine intervention Before the words intervention left my mouth, before I finished saying that last syllable, intervention, all of a sudden I look at the film crew and the jaws are on the ground. They were like, just as you said divine intervention, the light behind you snapped and it turned blue. And I turn around me and I see this big blue light behind me and I knew that they had it set up for white and it made this loud clicking sound. I heard the clicking but I was kind of in the zone. And then all of a sudden I could see Archangel Michael from the corner of my eye (laughs) because I can see angels in light. And I know that sounds really wild and weird and I don't care. 
they're the only beings I can see with my objective clairvoyance is angels. And they just look as little orbs of light for me. And at first they were, they almost look like black diamonds. And then as my clairvoyance opened, I started seeing them as color. And then Michael has been coming around for a couple of years, really, really strong. I shared that um, picture I took a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago. Um, you know, my experience with the angel of compassion, I caught Michael in that picture. So what you see in that picture, that blue light is what I see with my naked eye all the time when they're around or allow me to see them around and sure enough as I scanned my room my eye around the room I could see Michael's light and so I look at them and I said well that's Archangel Michael they're like what well I'm like well Archangel Michael is blue and sometimes they like to be known in that way they're like this stuff happens to you often I was like oh yeah like music will turn on or off or like lights will turn on or off and they were blown away because they said, Danielle, this happened just as you said, divine intervention. And I said, I know. Um, and then they were like making me repeat it for the TV camera. And then I said to them, I was kind of joking, but I said, you know, this is how come it'll be hard to put me in a haunted house. <laughs> because what you guys are thinking right now is paranormal, but what I'm seeing is an angel and angels are cool too. And so this is where I talk about the old teaching I've mentioned it year for years now, but it's like, you know, these paranormal shows where we see these apparitions, like, you know, full arms and full bodies. If we had angelic music playing, who's to say it wasn't a loving ancestor gathering enough power to allow themselves to be seen in our 3D world? But if we put scary music on it and a couple screams over it, of course, it's going to feel and sound paranormal, right? So anyways, my my hope is, and this was never even an original intention but I have my crowns tingling as I say it I'm pulling an angel card right now that's so funny um just as I'm saying it I'm like wouldn't it be cool to have a show where like angels show up and you know I did say to them that you know my intention with the show is to like you know not only show the teaching because I don't think it's ever been done on tv where people will share how they do what they do um but I'm a teacher at heart that's my path I'm a life path nine um I've always known I would be teaching this craft and so I want it to be more of like an educational and teaching opportunity but also highlight the healing of this work as well so the demonstration I did was very healing um, a lot of tears a lot of beautiful messages and so that's what they kind of said after the producer came up to me and she said you really are the Oprah of mediumship <laughs> And my jaw dropped because my best friend Malibu Medium has been saying that for years. She's like, you're, you're the Oprah of mediumship. I'm like, no, stop. And then this TV producer says it to me. She's like, you are the Oprah of mediumship. And I was like, do not say that to me. I will not let that get to my head. But it was a really, it was one of the kindest compliments I've ever received. I've ever received. And so, you know, in the end, that producer came up to me and just said, you really rose to the occasion. I think it went really, really well. It is just a TV pilot. So where we're at right now, and you know, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say or not, which is how come I just kind of stay in the collective because it's a paid membership and I know that like, you know, I'm not held to any agreement. I can't say anything. I went through my contracts and stuff, but you know, and I was paid for the pilot and stuff as well. But, um, you know, this is something that a specific set of networks has asked for. And like, they did say like, this is going to get pushed through. Like, I hope you're ready for this because this is going to get pushed through. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We're all manifesting this. The TV crew loved it and they, they would love to work on the show. And they were all lovely. 
And um, yeah, it was kind of a cool thing for me because I never thought I would want something like this. It was never something I aspired to. I would have loved to get like a podcast deal or something one day, but maybe that's not going to be part of my path. And maybe this is it. We'll see. But this is kind of where we're at. And, you know, we have another filming day maybe in the next week or two. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but um, I do a lot of house clearings. And so they want to capture me doing some house clearings and then... Um, yeah, they want me to go to some haunted location, which will be very interesting. I don't know what's going to happen there, but but we'll see. We will see. Um, so this is a really long personal update. I'm feeling a little bit bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to launch this as a standalone episode because then I think it's also kinder because then, you know, I'm not trying to sell anything here or anything like that, but I just want to make sure that I keep the spirit messages really clean, uh, really intentional. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to upload this episode as is personal update from me. Um, these are the things that have been happening in November. You'll be happy to know that once the filming has completed, miraculously, all my stomach issues have disappeared. I met with a personal trainer today to really start focusing on my health. I did get some blood test results back that do, you know, everything's fine. Um, but I do definitely need to make my health a priority now and make it a bigger part of my life. And, you know, this is something that, um, is hard for me, you know, spirit show me when I started getting into psychic work, I'm a self-taught psychic. Um, I was never trained as a psychic, but one thing I've recognized through doing, you know, about seven years of psychic readings is that we all have one major and one minor area of life that we just struggle with. It's just part of our, our soul path. So for some people, it's finances, some people it's health, some people it's housing, other people it's family, other people it's relationship, other people it's like career. Um, we all have like a major and a minor arcana type thing of, of things that, you know, we really struggle with. Whether that's tied to your Chiron, I'm not 100%, um, your wounded healer planet, but for me, health is definitely a minor arcana thing where it's consistent in my life. I just can't seem to get it right. Even though I have accessibility, I have finances, I have time, I have everything available to me to focus and prioritize on my health, but I don't. I tend to choose to meditate or choose to create something for you all. Um, then maybe go for a 30 minute walk or touch a tree or, you know, go with the dog outside or something. I always prioritize my career and spirit school because I mean, I love it here and this is where I feel the best. So that's just kind of my life. So now heading into 2024, I'm having to change up my business model to make more space in my life and then also, um, you know, prioritize my health and wellness. So there's a new gym that just opened up around the corner called Be Strong. Um, I I'm not their first client. This lady has been around for a long time, but their establishment is very new in Squamish and it's right around the corner from Spirit School. So... I signed up for a whole year. I will be vlogging the experience, um, whether they include it on the TV show, I'm not sure. But if not, I'm going to be doing a bit of a YouTube series on my channel with this. Um, just know more of that to kind of come. But I'm really excited to really start to focus a little bit more on my health and wellness because, you know, at 41 now, I'm doing good, but my bones are starting to feel it a little bit. You know, rheumatism runs in my family. Um, you know, I've managed to stay the same weight for the past six years, so it has nothing really to do with that. But I'm ready to have 
like um, more energy in my whole life that I have in my head. You know, my head and my heart are so full of energy, so full of life, so full of ideas, but my body doesn't feel the same. So, and I know that's a complaint of a lot of people who are elderly or, you know, entering their, you know, evening seasons of, of their life cycle. But for me, I'm like, I wonder if there's a way for me to get my physical experience to be congruent with my inner world experience because I feel like I've, I've nailed the inner world. Not fully. I still get wounds and I still get triggered and I'm not perfect, but I've been in this long enough that I know how to bring myself back. I know when I have forgotten who I am. I know when I have forgotten myself and I know how to remind myself of who I am and what I've come here to do. So I have those skills now and I have that pretty dialed. But the physical stuff now, I need to start really focusing on. So so that's going to be exciting he- heading into the next year as well. And so, you know, those health scares, even though, yes, they may have been nerves and stress and all that fun stuff, it really did light a fire under me to start taking my health in my own hands and not waiting for something to fix and be a little bit more motivated to take care of myself um, before things get bad, right? Okay, so here's my personal update. Um, so big month, November, what didn't happen? I don't know. It's 2024, I can already tell it's going to be a bit wild. Um, yeah, I guess promoting things on Spirit School, we have more things coming into the membership. I thought I was going to be increasing the prices because I'm going to be adding a lot more, but I'm going to try not to. I don't think I want to. I don't like that. I like adding more value. Um, so the price is probably going to stay the same, to be honest with you, but more is going to be coming in. I have um, more mentors coming in to host practice circles. I'm going to be doing a lot more in there. So the collective is always going to be the place to get most of my teachings. Um at that kind of like, this is how we do things level. I'm moving to a masterminds next year. So those are almost fullish, but I have four masterminds going to be running on mediumship beginner, mediumship advancement, um, you know, getting people's spiritual practices, their businesses off the ground, and then the mentors mastermind, which is what I'm so excited about. And that's going to be um, mentoring those who want to mentor others and be the teacher, be the mentor, um, all that fun stuff because of course I've I've had a membership for three years hosted sold out retreats and I've done masterminds and big programs and so I have a lot I can share in this regard and I really want lightworkers to like thrive and so we're gonna have those four masterminds running twice a year so we're gonna do January to May and then September to December and summer's gonna be all retreats so the sacred spirit retreat is sold out which is my main retreat, which is not in Spirit School HQ. We actually go to a resort for that. That usually sells out by the membership. Um, and the membership things will always launch there first, to be honest with you. And so what I wanted to do at Spirit School HQ this summer is I'm going to be hosting three retreats. I'm going to be hosting one with, or four. One with Dominic in May. And then I'm going to do um, one with just me. And these are going to be focused on spiritual mediumship and psychic development for absolutely anyone I will have one advanced the Dominic one's going to be advanced it's going to be focused on on demonstrations but I will be releasing the registration because there's only going to be 22 people per retreat um invited in and so we'll be a little bit limited but I'm going to open up those registration opportunities um in January early January first week of January so that's really exciting coming up too so next year will be masterminds and retreats and if you want to take uh programs or workshops with me you can buy the initiation starting January the self-study 
on its own and you can use the collective for that practice experience but everything's going to be starting to move more to the collective so the value is going to continue to grow and add there but that is really where I teach the most um, and you know last this year I brought on a lot of guest teachers a lot of guest mentors that's something that has been asked for me for a while but they don't do as well as when I'm on my own so I'm still kind of experimenting with, um, you know, what do people want? Do they all just want me? Or are, are I still bringing on all these guest mentors? We had Winterbrook coming to teach trans mediumship. That went really, really well. You know, I had Dominic come in and teach a couple times. He, we're teaching a workshop together on Saturday. I'll drop that link below. We've had like 40 people register for that, which is really good. His retreat only got about 14 people, but I'm hoping we'll get, you know, the 22 for this next one. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of exciting things coming up next year. And I'm excited to do a couple retreats in the summer. And that's what I'm going to be focused on. And then um, I will be moving to a model as well where I'll be doing readings on Tuesdays. So I'll be doing more consistent readings as well. Um, more accessible for the public because for the past two years I've mostly done pro bono work and pro bono readings for like families in need or people I meet out in the community who had really tragic losses a lot of my serving in that regard has been kind of under the radar um, but really deep and really intentional and purposeful just not as accessible because it's just been really given to people who spirit bring into my awareness that could really use a reading who would typically have no access to it so I will be bringing back more readings for the public but I still want to work in that kind of undercover angel way as well um, so that will always be a part of my path but I'm going to be doing more public stuff too so yeah lots of exciting things coming next year but this is my personal update um, I'm not going to edit it because that's how we roll and hopefully it's not too long and the next episode you'll get is on the um, spirit messages in a couple days. Okay, bye friends. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.